You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. You've now tuned in to the Drawing Board Podcast, a powerful, thought-provoking discussion where we talk about family, relationships, ministry, community, and career. Let's see what exciting guests we have on our show today. Hello, this is Andre Ebron, the host of the Drawing Board Podcast. It is a powerful, thought-provoking uh, testimonial that challenges the listener to examine their life and to reimagine the possibilities. Uh, tonight, I have the honor of having uh, one of my good buddies on the show. And actually, Paul, I was just sitting here reflecting uh, about how we met. Yes. Yes, so I'm glad to have Paul, uh, Paul Garwood on the show. Everybody, let's welcome Paul to the show. Thank you very much. All right. And we have his son and his wife here present. Jaden, say hello to the people. Hi. All right, good. And Miss Raynette, please say hello to the people. Hello. All right. I know that Paul is all that he is because you are there to encourage him. Oh, I I know that. (laughs) The Bible says a man that findeth the wife findeth a good thing and obtaineth favor because of it. You know, the world has that principle down packed, don't they? they Because when they get ready to go close out big deals, who do they bring to the dinner? They bring their wife. When it's time for some type of major event, who do they bring? They bring their wife. All the time. And I can always tell the quality of a man. I see it reflected in the way that he ministers and take care of his family. Yes. And the fact that you showed up here tonight to support him, I could tell you, like, baby, I got your back. You're going to go in here and do good. You probably was prophesying to him on the, in the car, telling him. I know you were. You're like, Paul, you're going to do well. Don't worry about it, baby. God's going to open this door. He's moving on your behalf. It's one thing she always tell me, you know, uh-huh. even when I didn't know. She said, you know, I'm always praying for you. And I told her, you know, I need those prayers. Absolutely. So, so I appreciate them. Thank you very much. And my son prays for me, too, in his own way. Thank you. Amen. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Sons have a special way of, of praying for their dads. Isn't that right, Jaden? Yeah. Absolutely. And I have my son in the building as well. Andre, say hello to the people. What's up? Okay, what's up? Yeah, sons are are special. You know, what's interesting, Paul, is when I look at my son, and I'm sure that you can testify to this as well, is that you see uh, an aspect of yourself personified, and you get a chance to see all of those things that you remember growing up. And they think they they are doing something new. But you know what they're thinking before they think it. And they don't, believe, they don't believe that. But what I tell parents, I tell parents all the time is when that child is not doing what you want them to do, don't forget how you were when you were young. Yeah, let's, let's not forget that. Let's not forget that. They're, right. they're doing it for a reason, all right? So when you, when you take it in, into that context and, and don't play like you ain't never done nothing wrong in your life, then you can explain to them, hey, I've been there. I did the same thing. This is the consequences that happened. I don't want you to go through the same thing. And I think they understand that better when you approach them that way. So, Paul, I, I know you work with uh, children. And as we're talking about our sons, you know what I think is awesome? Uh, if we just took a minute. And for those of you that are streaming live on Facebook uh, or listening to PodcastDetroit.com, like, take a minute right now. Let's reflect and, and think about all of the great things about your son or yes. all the great things about your child. And my challenge to you going in from tonight until tomorrow is when you speak to them each day, make a list of 10 things, okay? And every day they wake up, 
I want you to affirm those 10 things about them. Tell them, I believe that you're great. I believe that you're awesome. I yes. believe that you have a bright future. Yes. I believe that anything you put your hands to do, that it's going to prosper. Yes. I believe that there's greatness on the inside of you. Right. When you go to school today, you're going to have favor with the teachers and people in, de- in decision-making places. And when we affirm those positive things, Paul, yes. what do you think happens for that child? Then they, then they grow. They get used. They want to do positive things. You know, one of the things that I tell everybody, for every one negative thing you say to a child or to a person, you need to follow that with five to six positive things. When you, everything, everybody that knows me knows that I'm about positivity, all right? And and when you speak those positive things over your children, then they can't help but start to lead that positive life. That's the mindset. You know, they don't look at themselves. Oh, I'm I'm a, I'm a troublemaker, or I'm a bad person. No, they're a good person that makes mistakes. Absolutely, and if we be honest, there's both good and if we want to qualify good and bad, yes, uh, there's both positive and negative things operating in all of us. Right. But let me talk to them a little bit. Let me tell the people about okay. Paul. All okay. right. This is when you know you should hire me to do one of your commercials. All, all right? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, so it please. says Paul is the vice president of Destination Achievers. Michigan region, Destination Achievers or Achieving Goals Through Outreach, Michigan region. Destination Achievers Incorporated is a 501c3 nonprofit organization that provides educational outreach programs for the Maryland, D.C., and Michigan communities. With our help, our students will be able to achieve their educational and employment endeavors, resulting in a more sustainable and better quality of life. He is a radio personality and the host of Push Through with Paul Garwood, which can be heard on the Life Coach Radio Network, Blog Talk Radio, iHeart Radio, and iTunes. He is the founder and coach of Team Legacy AAU Basketball Club. He has third, fourth, and fifth, and sixth grade teams. He is an entrepreneur, certified master life coach, certified master trainer, life empowerment expert, life transition expert, and best-selling author. In August 2017, he was inducted to the membership of the National Speakers Association, or better known as NSA. Everybody, let's put our hands together and let's acknowledge I need you all in studio to help me do this. He is the author, I need a drum roll please, of Finding Your Purpose, an inspirational guide to reignite your life's purpose and to live totally Content-free. Content-free, right? Yes. Totally content-free. Totally content life. Totally content life. All right, awesome. Yeah, well, maybe I need some more help before we get to the commercial spot. All right, but we'll get there, okay? No problem at all. (laughs) All right, so talk to me, Paul. I saw that you were... Uh, your book, Finding Your Purpose. Purpose. Yes. Let's let's talk about that. Uh, How does one discover their purpose? Well... I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself. All right. And in regards to finding my my purpose. Even when I even when I go and and give my my speeches, when I go and speak to people, I went through my life doing what other people wanted me to do. Okay? And it wasn't my purpose. One, I, I was a correction officer at Jackson Prison. A CEO. CEO. Okay. Now, I'm 67 I'm over 300 pounds now. I used to be 6'7", 240. Detroit Police Department 
Department of Corrections, they see me. Oh man, you'd be a good cop. You'd be oh, a good hold on, CO. hold on, Paul, hold on. Before you go into that narrative, I can hear, I can see your wife over there. I think she threw you a wink over there. When you <laughs> described yourself. You said, "I'm Paul, six seven. I was two forty. Right, right. I'm at three hundred now, but before that, right, I was a fine specimen, and my wife still appreciates all all of this sitting over here in this chair. Yes. I, I saw you. She you, looked you over saw here. Me? Right. Yeah, I saw. I saw. She looked over here. You sure are, baby. Yes, right. you are. I saw it. Your son was sitting over like, oh lord, oh, oh my goodness, I can't believe they they are always at it like this. No, go ahead, Paul. But um. They told me because of my height, because of my size, and I only thought about making money. Okay. I wasn't thinking about finding my purpose, making money. Then from there, I got well, I got there, loved it, excellent CO, hated going every single day. When I would get there, I would do my job, but I hated going to that job. I left there. I started working for Northwest Airlines. Good job. This is where I met my wife. Everything's, you know, everything worked in divine order. But I hated going every single day. I used to tell everybody, this is not what I was put on earth to do. Now, hold on, Paul. Before you move forward there, let's take Mm -hmm. it back. We talk about relationships on this show. Okay. So take me. You're you're at Northwest Airlines. Take me to that day that you you met your wife. Okay. Take take me to that day. It was quick part. It was quick part bus. Um, okay. She 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 worked upstairs. She worked right. in Monarch, uh-huh. and you either could drive the employee bus or drive the quick part bus. So me and two of my friends, we were sitting there. She got on the bus, had on a um, a long black coat and a pink scarf. Okay, okay. no hat. All right, no it's hat. cold outside. Now, uh-huh. All right, but so I I, I, t- I looked at my friends. I was like, you know, did one of them, you know. So she sat down in front of me. So I started talking to her. All what, right, what'd you say, Paul? You no, know, you know how you doing? Okay, all right? you know, did you hit it with? Voice. Did you hit it with the? I'm six seven. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, she, I think she knew that okay, when I stood all right, up. All right, but um, but the the odd part about it though, for two three years, I would talk to her, never knew her name. Hmm. I would never ask her name. She could say she had a headache. I would go get asked mm-hmm. for it. She could say she was hungry. I'd go get something to eat, bring it back, sit it there, and go on back to work. I used to eat my lunch, cross the hall, I mean, across from her, wave, throw my hand up. That was it. Finally, one day I started, and this, and you're going to love this. I used to take prayer books to work. Okay. I used to read about the Lord. I used to read, you know. So one day I walked in and she said, "You read those?" Because you know everybody at Northwest Airlines had this this reputation, this womanizing reputation. Okay, my, you know, this I, airport. I, I didn't know that. Okay, okay. yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. People getting frequent flyer miles. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. So she said, "You read those?" I say, "On on a daily basis." So I think that's what broke through. Okay, and then we started dating. The next thing you know, um, we got married. You know, we got married in Vegas, and and then next thing you know, brought him back with us. All right, that's what I sound like. What happens in Vegas? You know, <laughs> came back to Michigan. Came back to Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Came but back to Michigan. That's that's awesome. Uh, if I may, Miss mm-hmm. uh, Raynette. So nice. you notice? I mean, he was being nice and kind and polite oh, yeah. and doing all of these things. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like you weren't impressed until you saw that he knew the Lord. You know, like he says, everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I was impressed because not a lot of men would sit up and read a book, especially about the Lord, in front of other people. So when I seen that, I'm like, oh, man, you know, it must be something else going on. He was always nice, always a gentleman. If I didn't feel good, he'll walk by, hey, how you doing today? I'm not feeling too good. Next thing I know, he showed up with some chicken noodle soup. Awesome. With a soda on the side? With a, with a soda on the side. Yeah, chicken, chicken noodle soup with <laughs> a soda, soda on, on the, the side. side. Okay. So I was impressed, yeah. Yeah, we actually had something to talk about. Well, do you remember this story? Do you remember this story? And I read that book, Joel Osteen. He know I love Joyce Myers now. I mean, and we that it was a connection. He was, it was it a so, connection. It sounds like he was very attentive to your needs. He was, and even even like as he friends, still is very attentive to he your is. needs. Even, even to the point that she said she had a the, the first date we ever had, and I want everybody in Facebook land. The first date we ever had. She said she had a headache. I took her to my house and took her blood pressure. Her blood pressure was like 200 over 120. Our first date was I took her through emergency mm-hmm. at St. At, um, John Providence Hospital. Southfield. Oh, Southfield. wow. So yeah. you, oh, my goodness. So you were just <laughs> too fit to be tied. Your blood pressure went up on the first day. Like, oh, my God. I can't, oh, taking me out. This brother is 6'7", 240. My, he just sent my blood pressure through the roof. And he going to hit you with the, baby, let me take your let blood pressure. Let me take pressure. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's where I end up taking her, taking her through emergency at, at St. Saint, at Saint yeah. John Providence Hospital. And that's when she found out that she had high blood high pressure. blood pressure, yeah. It was because of him not telling I could have stroked out right then by being so high. Mm-hmm. But see, that, you know. Everything happens for everything a reason. Everything happens for a reason. God orchestrates it. Yeah. All the time. Even though the enemy can intend one thing, it works out for all, our good. All the time. Yeah. All Who the time. knew that a headache could give you a husband? Give me Lord a husband. That's my new chapter that, in your yeah, new book, right, right. From, headache new from Headache to Husband. Paul has gone from Headache <laughs> from to Husband. Right? All right. Right, right. And, uh, but it says that. So anybody that's watching, um, it does say things when it says, how can two walk together lest they be agreed? Mm-hmm. And where you all found, found commonality and agreement was in the word of God. Yeah. Yes. And then from that point, you know, you were attentive to her needs. You made sure you checked in on her. There was no type of pressure being applied either no. kind of way. But the relationship was able to grow organically. And then even on the first date, you were able to put whatever plans you had to decide, to decide. for her benefit to ensure that for she was benefit. okay. You didn't drop her off at the hospital. No, I stayed. You at stayed, the with stayed. I stayed with her. Oh at yeah, the hospital. and, and then, that's awesome. And then followed her home. Oh, that that's yeah, good so, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, legendary. That, listen, that is legendary. So, legendary. Yeah, right. that is legendary. <laughs> and so, eleven years later, and a handsome son who's doing well. Yes. God has really blessed you all. So you were saying, Paul. That you went from being a correction officer to, to, to working at Northwest uh, Airlines. Airlines. Money, you know, for the you know for the money. I'm I'm not gonna make a long story short. I knew a person, and she said you can come in in five years. You can be making um, twenty dollars and twenty cent an hour. And then a new contract coming, and you're gonna be making twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven dollars an hour. And still, you know, it was just I I did my job good. Went went to work every day. Worked hard. Loved the people there. Miss them. I still talk to them, but it wasn't what I was put here to do. Okay. So then I started searching. First, I started praying. I submitted. You know, I humbled myself. I asked God. God guide me. Let me know. Help me to get to where you want me to be. Okay. And 
I started reading T.D. Jakes, and I think the book was I can't really remember the book, but I started he 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 motions oh, he motions he oh, motions excellent book excellent book excellent book and it said write down everything you ever wanted to do mm-hmm. write it down and the thing that pops out to you is what's it's your calling and listen to that inner voice because it it's going to tell you what it you know what it is and what popped out was i've always been a I always loved to help mm-hmm. okay i always loved to teach at Northwest Airlines, my nickname was Preacher Paul because people would come to me, talk to me, you know, for advice. I've been speaking since I was six years old. My grandmother was a Jehovah Witness. All right. And so she used to take me to the Kingdom Hall all the time. And so I I would give sermons starting at six years old. So I always talked on the stage, okay? Okay. So that's where the speaking comes from. When I said I was going to be a speaker, my wife said, well, you just going to jump up and be a speaker? Until mm-hmm. she, I went to Toastmaster. We talked about that briefly. Right. And she came and seen my speech. And she, and then right then and there, she knew, oh, this this man been doing this for a long time. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so then what I had to start doing is, and I tell everybody that's watching, <clears throat> once you find what your purpose is, there's a transition period. Okay? okay. Explain that. Explain that. A lot of people say, I don't want to work this job no more. I'm going to go be a speaker. Okay. Well, you can't just quit your job. Okay? Talk about it. You have to start the transition period of working your way to where that job that you're working is costing you money. And what I mean by that is... If you would quit, you would make more money than you're making if you would quit that job. You can't just jump up and quit, okay? Mm-hmm. There's a transition, you know, there's a transition period. The other thing you need to do is what I stopped doing. You got to stop listening to other people. Okay. Because the people that's closest to you, they're the ones that's going to say, so many people told me this. Why you want to, at 46 years old, why you want to leave the airline and go back to school? Why you want to pursue this at that age? If you listen to that type of negativity, you might as well don't even try. Okay. The people, some of your closest people, whether it's friends, family, Boyfriend, girlfriend, spouses, coworkers, they will try to get you not to do what your purpose is for you. And I think that's coming from Satan. So so let's talk about it. Because I, yeah. I wanna let's let's examine that for just a second. So there can be people who earnestly love you. Earnestly. Earnestly love you and want the best for you. Mm -hmm. And they're evaluating the risk of that decision. Yes. And they can earnestly care, but they can also be earnestly wrong. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that they are against you, but their faith is not necessarily where yours is. Mm -hmm. And even though people and we know uh, the enemy will use the voices closest to you to you to persuade you against, you know, doing what you feel is in your heart or pursuing Absolutely. your purpose. Absolutely. And you have to be discerning enough to know 
what is the voice of God coming through my loved ones and what is a distraction. Uh, A lot of times I've seen people isolate themselves and I've seen all all type of means, you know, isolation before promotion and all of these other things where people say you got to isolate yourself. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, hold on. Wait a minute. Now, I don't believe you have to isolate yourself. I just believe you have to surround yourself with the right people. With the right people. Yeah. Right. That's, see, that's, see, that's the key. You have to surround yourself with the positive people, and you have to get rid of the, the toxicity, the toxic <coughs> individuals, the toxic words, and then you will start to grow. Paul, how do I identify who a, a toxic relationship? How do I identify a toxic relationship? A person that will... Criticize you because of their inferior, inferior, their inferior dynamics. They will, they do not want you. Every every step you take up shows their lack of effort, lack of trying. So what they they never ever truly want you to succeed, token support. So people who are intimidated by your success. It's intimidated by your success, mm-hmm. token support. Okay. You can get a, you can get an honor and you'll get things like congratulations or or that's cool. Or just token. I call it silent envy. Okay. I just this is what I call it silent envy. They really don't want you to succeed. Now, some people want to say, well, I can, I'm going to convince them. I'm going to show them that, you know, I'm going to show them that I can still, that, no, I'm going to make them support me. Okay. I'm going to make them support me. You can't do that. Okay. This is where you have to put on your, develop your strength. Pray so that you can just keep fighting, fighting through. You, do you understand what I'm saying? Right. Right. You, so so you can keep fighting through because. Or pushing through. Or pushing, pushing through. through. Yeah. Because the toxicity of those individuals and those people, if you let it stay, it's going to sabotage everything that you do. Yeah, Van Moody, he has a book called The People Factor. Mm-hmm. And he, he talks about in that book that there is no neutral relationship, meaning the person is either pushing you to be successful mm-hmm. or they're detracting from where you're headed. And so you have to examine where that person needs to be in your life. Right. And as a leader of all of the things that you're doing with the Push Through Radio Show, right. with the AAU, uh, you know, ministering to uh, young men, mm-hmm. uh, third through sixth grade with you speaking all over the nation and getting ready to go speak internationally Mm -hmm. and you're helping people develop their mindsets. Like there are unfortunate thing about relationships is there's no baggage claim before entrance. Right. Mm -hmm. And so people bring all of that baggage Baggage. into, there's a reason why they ask you to check your bags first. Right. Right. Because there are certain entrances that you go through that you can only carry so much stuff. Right. But life is not like that sometimes. But we have to have that discerning spirit to know, okay, mm-hmm. I see I'm going to leave you right here. Right. You know, and that doesn't mean I have to treat you any differently. Mm-hmm. I can still show love to you. But I'm just, unfortunately, you can't gain access to 
the whole me because the whole me is headed up. And you you're you're comfortable with sticking down. It's like and, chicken telling an eagle what to do. And and that's what that's what bothers me so much um, nowadays is that it's the lack of support. All right, all right. It's the lack of support. I don't care if it's if it's a a child. You know, you know, like with my basketball games. You know, we have some. We have parents that come. Then mm-hmm. it, then it's time we don't see no parents. All right. I can't understand now. If now I'm going back. Okay. If that child is about to be convicted of a crime, the courtroom is full. Packed up. Of family. Yeah. If that child is given, it's in a play at school, no one's there. Priorities. Priorities. If that person wants to go to college if that person wants to go to college where's the support positive things are not supported enough in our community negative things if a person do a do a, a positive hip hop record okay it's not it's not supported you do a negative one it go it go to the top of the charts that's 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 all that's toxic. You know, all of that, that's that's the mindset that has to be changed to where if you're a positive, smart individual, you're a sellout. You know, if you're not hood, you're a sellout. You know, that's the mindset that has to be changed with with children. Okay. That's the mindset that has to be changed with parents. That's the mindset that has to be have to be changed with with adults. You know, if you um more people attain their purpose when they're over 50 than any age. Wow, break that down for me. Why do you think that is? Because that's when you finally stop listening and caring about what other yeah, people think. think. Mm-hmm. So you're grown enough to be grown enough. You're grown enough to be grown All right. enough. Sounds no, good. you know, a lot of times the people that has dictated their demands on you or had the most effect on you, parents and grandparents, well, they start to leave. Okay. So you're not really answering to nobody no more. You tend not to answer to to the the people that's up underneath you. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm the only son, and I had sisters and female-dominated family, you know, for years. You know, I, I... I think that's most of us. That's right. a lot of I us. paid attention. You know, you know, what they said had an effect on me where I wouldn't really do exactly what I wanted to do because of worrying about what my grandmother, my mother, my sister, what they was going to say or how they was going to treat me. Okay. Okay. But it took when I got into my 40s and 50s, I didn't care what nobody thought. That's what. That's why I was able to leave my job at the airline and go back to school. Okay. Now, if 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 I'd have been ten years earlier, I'd have got talked out of doing that. What you doing? Don't you want you get? But when you get when you start to not care about what other people think, and when it comes to your life, when you take on the mindset that this is my life. And 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 this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do what makes me happy. 
then things started to turn around for you. Absolutely. Paul, I, re- I remember a time where I was getting ready to get some business things together and I had supported so many other people and was encouraging so many other people. And I had I went on MailChimp and I sent out this big email. And what some people who who may not know, MailChimp lets you right. know who subscribes, who unsubscribes, you know. Right. And I looked at my unsubscription list and I saw some names on there of people that I had grossly supported. And I was like, whoa. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. And then I said, but then I kind of chuckled. I was like, well, okay. I mean, that's their prerogative. Right. Uh, it doesn't change what I do because I'm sure you, and I watch you through a positive black network, mm-hmm. the information and things I'm accountable for what I put out. Right. And I'm accountable for my actions. Now, did it tailor some of my, uh, energy in that direction? It surely did because I understood that they're the law of reciprocity. Right. You know, Hey, there has to be some some giving and some giving. Some yeah, giving. not not just giving and taking, taking but there has to be some some, some deposits right. in each Absolutely. direction. And so, when you think about someone finding their purpose, and we've identified two strong things, which means a surround yourself with people mm-hmm. who uh, can lift you up and encourage your vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, we found out that we must delete any type of toxic relationships because that toxicity will infect what you believe and will cause you. Pursuing what someone else feels that you're capable of or when somebody begins to project their limitations or their their small thinking onto you. Mm -hmm. And then you got to get to a point where you just, hey, I don't care what anyone else says. You can really, really put it. I put it like this. You become resolute about doing what it is that you have in your heart. Right. So if I if I picked up finding your purpose, let's let's go ahead. We're going to we're going to go ahead and, and let's do some role play here. Okay. All right. So I'm. I come into your office, mm-hmm. all right, and I say, hey, uh, Paul, listen, man, got some things in my heart. I think I, I know I'm good at a couple of things. Hey, man, got to provide for my family. And uh, But what I'm doing right now, it just doesn't feel like it's my purpose. Like, mm-hmm. How do I find my purpose, Paul? Okay. Well, first thing I would say is. Oh, we're going to role play it. No, uh, just, oh. just, just talk to me. Oh, okay, role play. Okay, all okay. right, yeah. So tell me five things you're good at. Uh, I'm good at connecting with people. I'm good at building relationships. Uh, I'm good at empathy, you know, empathizing with others. Uh, I'm a great communicator, and um, I have great discernment. Okay. Tell me, when you were a young, a young, young man, young male, a young boy, tell me the five things you always said you wanted to be when you grew up. Uh, I wanted to be a civil and architectural engineer. Uh, I wanted to be a a preacher, a pastor. I wanted to be a lawyer. Uh, I wanted to be a father, and I wanted to be a husband. Okay. If you can pick one out of those five, which one would you pick right now? Oh, wow. If I had to pick one. One. I'm already two of them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, uh, if I had to pick one. Uh, the one that you can – one that you can – Take care of yourself with. One I can take care of myself Take care with. of your family with. Uh, I don't think it would be the whole pastor role, but I think that I would travel the world uh, speaking the word of God. Travel the world. Okay. So I'm going to ask you this. What do you think you have to do? If I told you to write down five things to get you there. Tell me five things it would take for you to get to that point, to where you can travel the world 
and speak the word of God to people? Uh, number one is prayer. <laughs> That's number, okay. number one is 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 prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, number two would be uh, to stay submitted to my current covering where I where I serve, mm-hmm. um, because I just believe that that type of promotion uh, would require extensive covering. You know, mm-hmm. you can't just decide one day I'm gonna wake up and go preach the word. Mm-hmm. You have to be, you know, uh, you have to be covered. So I would pray, uh, seek wise counsel, mm-hmm. you know, from my covering. Um, Number three, I would ask ask God about timing. Uh, mm-hmm. I have young kids and a wife, and so Lord, what would when is the timing for this? Mm-hmm. Because you know, mm-hmm. speaking, traveling, and speaking okay. the way that I desire to okay. will have me on the road a lot. So okay. I would talk about timing, um, and then resources. I would have to you know, and all of this mm-hmm. is, would stem from prayer, prayer, uh, but also soliciting uh, those who believe. In the message and the messenger okay. uh, who's carrying that word. So okay. um, developing the resources and networks and relationships. And then just my fifth step would be taking that bold step of faith Great. and Great. jumping out there. See, now all of those is good. Okay. All right. But you have to have some organization with that. This is what I would suggest to you. Okay. I would suggest that you go like say to a Toastmaster, to where you can get in front of people and learn how to speak in front of people where you can get critiqued. Okay. Okay. Then from there, you go to, you volunteer to speak the word. And what I mean by that is they have men conferences, they have empowerment conferences, they have many conferences that on on Saturday morning, you know, breakfast, and, and then where you can get up and you can testify. Okay. You go, so you start to go to different meetings and start testifying, all right? So people can see that authentic self, that they see that, you know, what you're bringing, all right, where you can start to affect people, all right? So then when you go to those meetings and and then naturally you're going to meet people that you admire, you're going to, you know, you're going to see their style, right? You know, you go up, you start talking to them, you know, you look for a mentor, Mm-hmm. Okay, um, then you start going more and more different places, and then get a um, take on different functions within your church. All right, that, that takes you to the stage, it, it, even if it's a good introduction. All right, you start to train yourself to speak. Okay, now that along with prayer, you, then eventually one day you're going to be speaking the word. To people all over the United States, but you put those different plans in place. We're talking so, about the world, Paul. We're talking about the world, right. across the world, right? Across <laughs> the world, all right? Yes, sir. So, right, but you put you put those plans. See, a lot of people want to do things, right? But they never put those those steps in place to get there. And this is how I this is how I help people. You know, even when it comes to when I'm dealing with the young kids that want to play in the NBA, okay, you know, it's steps. That you take, you don't just show up and go into the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, people that want to change their job, it's steps that okay. What do you want to do? If you don't want to do this, what do you want to do? Once they identify what they want to do, then I can help help them with the steps to get to that point. So many people they just want things to fall into their lap. It's not going to just drop into your lap. Right, you have to prepare yourself, 
if mine was a 10 year journey, what people seeing me do now, you know, and my wife can testify, you know, I, I, I did things for free. I would just mm-hmm. go out there and do it. Absolutely. Okay. You know, it wasn't no, it wasn't no, no, no getting no money or nothing, you know, to my, you know, or, and it was, it was all a process, but you have to put the steps in place. Then you have to follow through. Absolutely. And a lot of the things that you're saying, uh, as far as, you know, the session we just had here. Right. Yeah. So a lot of those operatives are happening in my life already. So yeah. I've been serving at church, right. you know, all mm-hmm. of these different things. And so uh, everything that you identified, I have as an operative, you know, right. going on like currently right now. So yes. I pursued Toastmasters. Right. Uh, we talked and all of those things. And I went and you have to be in a position where uh, you can have the gift. Right. But you need to develop the technical skills Skill. so you can have the gift or, you know, if we're talking at church, you can have the gift, the anointing. You can uh, have the talent, but you have to hone your craft, hone your skill. Absolutely. And if that's what you're talking about doing with your life, you should be willing to dedicate some preparation. Right. Because it's the planning, it's the preparation, and then it's the power that shows up. And, and people don't people don't prepare no more. Right. People don't, you know, it's just going to touch base. Because um, it's one of the things that I that that I'm doing now in conjunction with a with a teacher. Okay. Know? And that's the um, the reading initiative. Okay. Okay. Talk to me about it. And you know what we're trying to get across to parents starting in, in preschool. I know before that, starting in when they're in your stomach. Okay. And when they come out, start reading to your kids because you're gonna get there. You don't want your child to get to third grade and if they if they and they can't read at that third grade level, they're not going to pass the fourth grade. They'll be retained. They'll be retained. Mm-hmm. All right. So, you know, now that's been identified. Okay. What you got to do, you got to start reading to your children, reading with your children. You know, you have to read them from, from a young age, from a young age. You have to put in the preparation, you got to put in the time. That's That's life. Whatever you you can be, whatever you want to be in this world, you can do whatever you want to do in this world if you're willing to put to put in the preparation, the dedication, and the effort. You're a coach. I remember uh, my coach would say, uh, "Proper preparation prevents poor performance." Proper preparation prevents poor performance. Yeah, he would add some extra words in there. Extra, you know? yeah, yeah, absolutely. A couple absolutely. extra words in there, you know. <laughs> right. But we we won't add those words for the sake of the audience in the show. Um, one of the things that you talk about, uh, we were talking, mm-hmm. and you were telling me that next year, 2019, you are headed to South Africa to speak. Yes, it's it's a it's a um, it's going to be an epic event. It's Man of Valor. It's a movement that was started, and I joined in, and it's getting men to to step up to the plate. You see a lot of women empowerment. Women are stepping up to the plate. You know, they, they're out there. They're doing their thing. Let's right? say they are killing the game. They're killing the game. Yes, okay? sir. And men, has, we have to do the same thing. You know, we, we have to step our game up. All right? So it's called Men of Valor. It's going to be a, nation, a nationwide tour. It's going to end up in South Africa. You know, we're going to be in Detroit in July. Um, Richmond, Virginia, many different places. It is right now is seven seven cities, and what we're trying to do is getting men to change that mindset of 
uh, definitely not, not don't be jealous of women's success. Okay. Okay. Look at it and let it, let it, you should, you, how can I put it? You should want to do the same thing. Okay. Instead of letting it make you um, go away from them. Okay. Embrace it. Like they say, where are the young men in, in on college campuses? Where are the young men in, in, in high school? Where are the young men when it comes to working? We're trying to get, with men of valor, we're trying to go from, from city to city to get men to wake up and, and step up to the plate. Not try to live a life of ease. We did. We live in very difficult times, prophesizing the Bible. We know the political landscape. As a, for the African American race, as with anything else, we need men and women working together. Absolutely. We don't just need, but to for but for men and women to work together, they want to see that you're working hard. They want to see you working hard. That you're bringing it, right? So this is what we're we're striving to do, and then we're taking it to a international level, right? Because a lot of the things that's going on here in the United States is also going on in 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 other countries, and and in South Africa, a friend of mine, he's he's a part of the the, the men of valor. He said the same thing's going on down here. Can you bring that here? And we said yes. So we plan on going down there for, for four days. We're going to have workshops. You know, we're going to talk to uh, people in the city and the village. Okay. And, and, uh, and then they're going to be coming here too. Okay. All right. So, Paul, I want you to look right at that camera okay. and talk to all of the youth male mentoring groups, all of the uh, youth ministries that have young men in them, all of the men that may be watching or uh, the ladies that have men in their family. Tell us why we need to tell us why we need to go to the conference and then tell us where we could go to get more information about the conference. It's on you, Paul. OK, well, the reason why you should come to the conference is everybody needs help. Everybody needs somebody to get a word where you can hear a word that's going to spark a flame. No, by coming to that conference and coming to the workshops, you will be able to find out exactly what kind of mindset you need to survive in this world, to survive in this political landscape, to break the school to penitentiary syndrome that we have. You know, it will, it will, we will be able to show you how to rise up. And that's the key. You know, we have to go back to the way we used to be, where we did everything we could to rise up as a people. Rise up as a people. And to find out more about it, you can go online. You can go to my page. You know, Paul Garwood is, is flyers out. Um, you're going you're gonna to see different posters. It's going to be all over, all over the Internet. So you would definitely be able to um, know the exact time and date that we're having it. But it's going to be in July. Um, the first week of July is going to be downtown Detroit, and the, the 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 place is not totally been confirmed yet. We're just waiting to hear back from them, but it's definitely going to be a, a epic event here in Detroit. All right, so you're telling me we have men across the nation about eight months from now 
that the men of valor are going to set the city of Detroit on fire so they can ignite the the innate potential, the inherent power that is in each and every man and young yes. man that will come to the conference. You're asking young men and, you, and, and adult men to take their rightful place take their rightful and to place lead, to work to cooperatively lead. with the ladies who Absolutely. are out there leading and, yes. and excelling and, and being uh, doing their thing in, in corporate world as well as the nonprofit world. Yes. I think it sounds like you're saying that it's going to take some teamwork, teamwork in order to restore our neighborhoods and our families and our communities. Everybody has to work together. You know, it's, they're just like with um, the nonprofit that I have, Destination Achievers. The one thing I it's the one thing I tell them to my to my my friends in in DC and in Maryland that I'm good friends with a lot of the the the, the grassroots individuals here in Detroit, and it's all about collaboration. All right, you know whether it's, it's Otis Bellinger, whether it's Mr. Ebron, and I know several um, several other ones. Um, Emily E M I L Y. We work together at Northwest Airlines, all right? You know, so it's people out here putting in work, all right? And for us to be able to do it, it's not about one organization outshining another one. It's about everybody coming together to help the people in this area because we need it. Yeah. We, need it more, we need it more now than ever than ever before. I agree. So, Paul, while we're in this vein, if somebody wanted to get in touch with you, where could they find you? Well, they well they can they well they, just put my name and just put in Paul Garwood. Just put it in the, in Google. Google Paul Garwood, and you will be able to find me. You will you know you will see my picture. Um, I have my website, um, Positive Black Network. I have my website, Paul Garwood Speaks. I have Push Through with Paul Garwood, the radio show. You will be able to to find me or. Come up to Harper Woods on 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 Sunday afternoons and 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 watch me coach and then pull me to the side. Hey, Mister Garwood, can I talk to you? You know, I'm I'm in the Harper Woods community. Um, you will be able to you. I'm easy to find. Easy did, to did find. Did you did you hear Paul? Paul said, "I'm Googleable. Make sure you're there. <laughs> yeah, just you know, yeah. Right. He, I said, "Where can I find you? You know, throw my name in Google, bro. You right, know, you know, Google. You can find me. I'm Googleable. All right, and that's not a word, y'all, but I'll put it out there. So, um, make sure you check in with Paul. It's all these amazing things. Now, this book, uh, Finding Your Purpose. Where can I get that book? Here, uh, you can get on Amazon. You know, it, it's been out for 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 a couple of years now. It just it's 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 the new wave of books where it's a small ebook where you can go and you can read my you can read my book in 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 less than two hours and then change your life the rest of your life. Okay, change your life the rest, the rest of, of your life. life. You know this this it's a a small ebook. You know about about sixty pages. All right, but you know I, I try I try to hit hard with it. You know you know straight to the straight to the point. Uh, one other thing I, I always I want to talk about be, be, you know, before we stop this is my. Um, my website, okay, Positive Black Network, PBN, PBN, and you know, when it comes to the news, all you hear is negativity. All you hear, you know, it's it's a couple of it's a couple of groups on on Facebook that you know, that talks about the the crime, okay, in 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 the Metro Detroit area, and I used to sit back and I used to. Answer to it, I used to do my, you know, praying for you, 
you know, to the different families. But I said that I wanted to start something because it's a lot of brothers and sisters, old and young, that's out here doing a lot of positive things. Absolutely. And I said I didn't care if I had to start it by myself, which I did. All I post is the positive things that African-Americans do in the world. And I think that it has had an effect on my son. You know, I think that positive things in this other websites, you know, you know, like mine or my website is like theirs to where it doesn't get talked about a lot because it's positive. But go on and look at it. There's no charge or nothing like that. I just want it to to be seen that African-Americans are doing positive things, are here doing great things. And I do. I even go back in history with it because people don't talk about history no more. People don't talk about the great things that African-Americans has done in, in, in the past, all right? But go on and expose your children to positive things that, that African-Americans do, not just what they hear seeing the videos, not just what they hear on the news, not just what they hear in school. We are out here doing great things and it's being pushed up, you know, it's being swept up up underneath the rug. It's not being highlighted and it's being done by design, right? Get out here and show your children and, and, and show what we're actually doing on a day-to-day basis. So so where is Positive Black Network? If I wanted to look at it, do, do I throw it in Google? Or <laughs> put, what, put it in Google. Right, put, put, it put it in Google. Google put it in Google. Right. And it, put it in Google. It's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to come up and you go there. And, and you know, I post stuff two to three times a week. Um, but you're on Instagram as well. I'm on Instagram with it as well. And, and, and I have a Facebook uh, page and group. Okay. With it, um, my 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 group is is over six seven hundred members, and 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 people starting to collaborate and and come in and find things theirself and post it. You know, I want that to be a movement. You know, I want because we are a great people. Everybody, they want to just show the negative, right? But. No, that's not, we're not about the negative. Yeah, we have negative things that happen that's always showed in the, in the media of today, but that's, that's not our race. Agreed. It's not, you know, it's, it's, we're, we're, we're more than that. You know, they want to, like I, like my grandfather used to say, they used to want to talk about the one crack house, but they never talked about the, the the twenty other houses on the block that kept you know they cut their grass and cut up everything absolutely right you know get out there we got to show the positive aspects of our people yeah because you know where wherever your thoughts go wherever your your thoughts go your energy goes absolutely and wherever your energy goes that's what grows absolutely yeah I was in a, a workshop today <clears throat> and we were talking about it was a school workshop talking about restorative practices but we were talking about how and, it, and it's true statistically as it relates to our uh, culture nationwide, city, state, that 85 to 90 percent of the people uh, that we live with or that we pass on a daily basis are doing exactly what they should be doing. Yes. That they are leading lives and they are growing and going and they're trying to provide the best way that they know how for their family. But it's that 10 to 15 percent that seems to get magnified and draws ratings because— 
of yes. the drama that exists. Yes. So Positive Black Network seeks to deconstruct the, the negative the and negative. to construct a positive narrative right. that tells the truth about who we really who are. We, who we really I are. I won't oh. charge you for that. Okay? Right. No, no. right. <laughs> oh, young. Oh, no. yeah. Like I say, you know, you know, my network is not is is not about signing up for money or nothing. I do this just on my own because I was I was called to do it. You know, I, when when I when I first started the, the the group, and I went to my wife and I said, you know, I really think I got something going here. I'm talking about with out of you know, I do a lot of different things, but this one. Is what you call this? This this is my baby, you know. You know because we have to get away from the negative connotations that's that's thrown at us every day as a race. We have to. I don't care if it's coming from the president all the way down to a next door neighbor. We are not, as a race, as a whole, we are not what we are portrayed to be. And it has to be talked about constantly. Absolutely. And the more that we uh, push out the positive, the more that we lift up the banner, the more that we do things that reflect the greatness about us, People will see. I mean, we are royalty. Yes. Uh, we've been called. We've, we have a yes. purpose. Yes. You know, I might as well just quote the scripture. We are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy yes. nation called yes, to show are. forth yes, the praises of him in the earth. Yeah. Uh, that we have a huge heritage of spirituality uh, because some of the books that we first began to read was the biblical or the, the conical facts, the truth, the Bible, you know. The Bible. Absolutely. And so when we talk about that. Uh, we have to do so in a strength-based way. Do you know how many people who are believers but don't understand the covenant and the right that they have? Yes. Did you know that you are the apple of his eye? Did yes. you know that he called you to be the first and not the last, above yes. and not beneath, the lender and not the borrower? That he said that he chose you right. and that he, you are his elect. Like These are the things that we don't hear a lot of, right. but it's up to us to carry these messages. Yes. And uh, a lot of times... When we talk about the purposes of God, uh, the Bible says that the purpose of God standeth sure. It says many are the plans in a man's heart, but it's God's intent, his very intent that will stand forever. Yes. Because the one thing about our purpose, Paul, and I would love to put in contention what you think about this, and then we're going to wrap, is that your purpose is far greater than you. Far greater than you. And that it, it it causes us to have to collaborate in order to fulfill yeah. our God-given destiny and purpose. You have to. So you cannot develop or be living out your purpose in a vacuum because if God is going to minister to someone else on this earth, he's going to have to do it through, through you. you. And your purpose is a far greater legacy to leave your child than any any amount of money. Agreed. Everybody's seeking after that dollar, that almighty dollar. Almighty dollar. You know, the money, 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 money. Right. All right. <laughs> Absolutely. But you, here's the thing money is a tool. Right. And I have never seen anybody who was great mechanically just go after searching for tools. You know, they might look for tools to do a job, yeah. but nobody seeks and goes through their life to just accumulate tools. Tools. And so you got a whole, that's like a man collecting a whole garage full of tools, but never doing any work. Doing any mm -hmm. work. 
All right. So, yeah, this is Andre Ebron. I am here with Paul Garwood. Yes. Yes. The uh, Let me read that again. He's the from Life Coach Radio. What about Strive to Succeed Every Day? I saw that, too. Positive Black Network, the yes. author of Finding Your Purpose. He's on the radio show Push Through. And I saw a couple messages you had. Uh, I thought I made it. I saw the other one with Paul Garwood speak. I saw the new you. I saw about how to deal and respond to, re- to rejection. The importance of a vision statement. These are all, I guess what I yes. did. Yeah. I Googled, Googled you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> yes, yes. And then, yes. do you know what matters in your life? Again, this is Andre Ebron, the host of The Drawing Board, where it's a powerful, thought-provoking discussion that challenges the listener to examine their life and reimagine the possibilities. And I hope, as we leave this place from now, that you have done the work to try to discover your purpose. And I'll simply say it like this. Your purpose, it is hiding in the presence of God. And the only way you get there is by reading his word. If you'd like a consultation with Paul Garwood, you can Google him and it will come up and he'd be more than happy to help you discover your God-given purpose. God bless you.